Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. We're seeing the supply chain being really challenged in so many different places. And I think one of the ways that we've been able to navigate through this is we have our own manufacturing facilities. We have the world's largest hummus plant located in Virginia, which is crazy to even think about. But the fact that we have our own facilities and we're not using third parties has really enabled us to be able to, I think, work really well, navigate the challenging times that are in front of us and ensure that we're delivering well over 97% of the orders that we receive, which at this point in time is a really challenging thing to do. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Now, all eyes have been on CPG as we go into 2022. You know, last year, it really forced brands that were readily available, often at mom and pop, mass grocery stores, to become e-commerce first, get their products in the hands of consumers as quick as possible and as safely. This year, we watched CPG brands have to navigate new challenges, like how are they going to comp 2020, supply chain issues, inflation, shortening the path to purchase, and really thinking through how can they expand their omni-channel flexibility. Our friends at Adweek recently published a stat that I think is very telling of what's happening in this industry, that 16% of total U.S. digital spend is now coming from CPG, and this is right behind the retail sector. This is an especially exciting time for perishable goods because previously the complexity in selling food items that are temperature sensitive and with expiration dates makes storage fulfillment complicated without even taking into account the online aspect. And so the ability to store and quickly transport perishable food products before they fall outside of the required conditions has lots of levers for consideration, profitability, reliability, and gaining consumer confidence. 
Sarah and I spent so much time working with CPG brands, working with people in Perishable, interviewing them on Brave Commerce. And if we were betting women, which we were, we would be betting on this category going into 2022 because the stage has been set in terms of fulfillment, distribution, location specific, e-commerce technology. Today, we're super excited to have this live episode of Brave Commerce with the CEO of Sabra Dipping Company, Joey Bergstein, onto the show. Hey, Joey. Hi. How you doing, Rachel? How are you doing, Sarah? Great to be with you today. Super excited to have you and, and welcome back from your Thanksgiving in Greece. <laughs> Thank you. So you've been the CEO of Seventh Generation, which was bought by Unilever. Now you're the CEO of my favorite food in the world, Sabra Dipping Company. Both CPG products, but wildly different from each other. What have been your learnings working with Seventh Generation and now working at Sabra? Well, both are really great businesses, each in their, of their own right. Both were founded over 30 years ago with clear visions for the difference that founders wanted to make in the world. And both have come to embody the categories that they compete in, be it green cleaning or be it hummus. And both are dedicated in, in many ways to making the world a better place, again, each in their own ways. 7Gen had sustainability in its DNA. Everything the company does was designed to make the world a healthier, more sustainable place, be it from the ingredients they select to the packaging they use, to the business practices they use. And in Sabra's DNA, it's really rooted in this amazing food that's really endured for centuries and brings people together, crossing all of these amazing cultural boundaries. And today, people are really realizing the urgency of really two crises that are converging together. One is the climate crisis, and the other one is this health crisis that we face as a society. And more and more people are seeking out food that's better for you, better for the planet, better for us all, really. Sabra has really been serving that need for a really long time. We live at a time where more than half of the food that we eat in America is ultra-processed. Sabra's a great reprieve in that, that sense. We provide delightful food that's made from simple whole ingredients like chickpeas and sesame and garlic. That's not only better for you, but chickpeas actually as a crop are better for the planet. They're more water efficient. They actually put nitrogen back into the soil that enhances other crops. And every time basically somebody chooses to enjoy Sabra hummus, they're making a positive choice for the planet. And both companies, all companies, frankly, are on this trajectory, I would say, this journey to sustainability. Everybody's got opportunities to improve and continually get better and better over time. And that's something that we're all in the midst of pursuing. I think it's great that you're pronouncing it hummus because not many of us can actually do the <laughs> So, and I grew up saying hummus, but in the general world, you say hummus, they say what? You say hummus, they say, oh, okay, I got that. Um, <laughs> but despite that, we all love, well, the three of us at minimum love it. It's been a staple of our lives for decades, but not everybody is as fortunate to have had it growing up, no matter how you pronounce it. It's one of those things that either you know it and you love it, or you don't know it, and it's hard to figure out where and how to weave it into your life. And so how are you thinking about making room for hummus, hummus, whatever you call it, um, <laughs> to become an everyday product, not just for those who know it, or just those who know it as maybe a substitute for your sour cream and onion dip? Oh, I can't believe you even said that out loud. That's terrible. I said substitute. <laughs> substitute. <laughs> It's much more than just a substitute for sour cream. And That's pizza. true, actually. It's kind of gross, but... Yeah. Well, you know, the truth is, it's been a staple in our life, too, my family's life. My youngest daughter, Rachel, was diagnosed with celiac disease over a decade ago. 
this has been an amazing convenient food that we've loved for for years and years and years and years, which is, I guess, why I pronounce it the way that I pronounce it. I don't know. But you're right. The broader point I think that you're making is absolutely right. That some people love it and they buy it all the time, but that's not the norm. In fact, you know, the thing that blew me away when it came to Starbucks, because, because it is a staple in our fridge and in our, in our home is that about 85% of the people who buy Starbucks only buy it about two and a half times a year. And they're buying it mostly on social occasions, I guess, when they think the vegans are coming and they want to have something to serve for people who are looking for something that isn't an animal protein based product. So when we look at the opportunity for us at Sabra, really the biggest opportunity is getting permanent residency in the fridge, making it onto the weekly shopping list so that people are buying it week after week after week because it is such an amazing, convenient meal that is great for people to enjoy really at any point in the time. So our quest is really that permanent residency in the fridge. And that really means we want to get as many people as we possibly can in every single one of the households, trying it, enjoying it and using it. And so we're thinking about new exciting flavors that have broad appeal, thinking about our packaging sizes that can make it more accessible. That's also about keeping the brand relevant, staying top of mind, keeping it highly visible. I mean, generally, when you walk into a grocery store, we're tucked away in the deli. And so unless it's really on your shopping list, you're not seeking it out. So really keeping people thinking about it all the time and keeping it highly visible is really critical. You know, it's also the reason where digital commerce comes into play. And the ability to to make it onto the weekly shopping list through digital commerce is incredibly compelling for us. You talk about entertaining and the frequency of use of the product and essentially how do you increase usage of, of hummus? How do you get more people eating it? I'm curious against the changing backdrop of the face of America changing, like who are these consumers? Obviously, we mm. do a lot of work at Micmac with Sabra trying to understand this, but you have such more of a macro view. How is that face of who's consuming it changing? Yeah, I feel like I should be asking you that question since you've got all the data, but I'll tell you what we see. <laughs> I'll come back to you. We can maybe I could out. tell you. <laughs> what we're seeing is that our buyers tend to be educated. They are millennial more often than not. They tend to be women who are buying for families. The families tend to be younger families. So people are using this really as a great tasting, convenient food that's also better for you and better for their whole families. So that's really what we see. We also see actually increasingly Hispanic consumers enjoying Sabra. We're actually over-indexed amongst Hispanic consumers, which we think is absolutely fabulous. And just continuing to grow into you know, these, younger, these younger families overall. Rachel, what do you see? I would say that's in line with our data. And the reason why I'm so excited for you is just the growth of the Hispanic community and Gen Z. And I think that Sabra is really going to continue to have a larger role in America families and their dietary behaviors. Yeah, that's our hope. I feel like I was like wrapping a whole bunch of those trends together because last night I did a Hanukkah faux pas and air fried instead of oil fried something. I made chicken thighs with hummus and... My husband's like, oh. of all things you're going to do, you're going to air fry it. And I'm like, well, well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're eating so healthy. Like, how do you go and mess it up? He's like, we have to have donuts for dessert. I'm like, okay, if that makes you feel better, whatever. <laughs> that sounds great. But I appreciate the efforts towards making a healthier home and, and also diversifying. You know, Joey, this podcast is about commerce and bravery. And Sabra has always been a brave company for years, but yeah. it is newer to the e-commerce game especially given what we were talking about earlier with perishable foods and e-commerce, not necessarily going hand in hand until relatively recently. How are you thinking about accelerating the mindset of e-commerce 
into your omni-channel teams, given it's quite different from your prior stint at 7th Gen? First of all, sir, I'd say you're right. Sabra is a brave company. It basically invented this category over 30 years ago when you know very few people in America even knew what hummus was, let alone how to say it, how to pronounce it, or whether they wanted to eat it. It was just a strange beige food. And now it is a staple in so many homes. But you're also right that digital commerce is newer to Sabra, largely because it's a perishable food. And so where I was coming from, e-commerce was a huge part of the way that we went to market. But as I look at the opportunity for Sabra, I think it's really clear. And it actually goes to something that we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is this quest that we have of getting onto the weekly shopping list, getting permanent residency into the fridge. That's really what we're trying to achieve. And digital commerce can play such an important role of making onto that weekly shopping list and staying top of mind. We know that if you get onto that digital shopping list, you're there it's recurring, you know, over and over and over again. And if we really want to continue to grow the category overall, which is what we all want to do, the best way to do that is to make it a regular staple in people's house. And then I think, you know, what's been really interesting through the pandemic has been the emergence of delivery on demand. And that is just escalating. You know, there's more and more companies that are delivering on demand, which is great news for perishable foods like Sabra and really opens up the opportunity for digital commerce in a way like we haven't seen in the years leading into this. So I think that this is a very big part of our future as we think about growth and how we build the business in the years to come. So how do you get that into the mindset of the organization when it's still a relatively new way of thinking. Some people call it quick commerce, some people call it last mile, but obviously it's digitally initiated. And so that's a little bit foreign in certain instances. Yeah. Well, I think that it it starts with being really clear about what the role is, that this isn't just about, you know, being in digital commerce because that happens to be big and growing. It's being really clear about what is it we're trying to do? What's our corporate strategy? Because digital commerce isn't a strategy, it's a tool. And so being super clear about what we're trying to achieve is really where we start in getting that into the mindset of people. And then, frankly, identifying a small team of people to work on this, to really develop how can we win in this space in a new and unique world? Well, (laughs) in a new and unique way in this new and unique world that we're finding ourselves emerging into. And um, that's the work that we're doing is making it the mission of a few people to really crack How can we grow the business through digital commerce? Joey, before we get to our famous last question, I would be remiss to not bring up a macroeconomic trend that everyone is navigating in your space, which is the combination of inflation, supply chain issues, working with their retail and distribution partners. Like, What's your perspective on what's happening in the ecosystem right now? Yeah, I think that we're seeing the supply chain being really challenged in so many different places. And I think one of the ways that we've been able to navigate through this is we have our own manufacturing facilities. We have the world's largest hummus plant located in Virginia, which is crazy to even think about. But the fact that we have our own facilities and we're not using third parties has really enabled us to be able to, I think, work really well, navigate the challenging times that are in front of us and ensure that we're delivering well over 97% of the orders that we receive, which at this point in time is a really challenging thing to do. We are seeing, as everybody is seeing, inflation in our cost base. We're seeing challenges in delivery time, and we just break it apart. And as they say, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And so we break it down. We tackle the problems as they come at us. The team has done an amazing, amazing, amazing job of being able to work through those challenges as, uh, as we face them head on. Well, that stat is amazing. 97% of orders fulfilled. 
Now, Joey, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? <laughs> I thought you might ask that question. You know, I kind of hate the question. I probably have <laughs> to say, because I don't think that bravery is about one single act, but you know, I think that's probably a cop-out. So you know, maybe the bravest thing was choosing to become a U.S. citizen in 2018 so I can make my voice count. You know, I was all done with taxation without representation and figured that it was important for me to make my voice heard and do so as a U.S. citizen, not just you know, some crazy Canadian with, with loud views. I do think that bravery isn't a single act. It's about facing challenges, uncertainty, and unpopular decisions head on and doing the right thing, right for people, the right thing for business, the right thing for society, even if it's not popular, or perhaps doesn't need to the best near-term commercial outcomes. For me, bravery is about saying no as much as it is about saying yes. And I think that plays through in the stances that, for me, that I've taken on, on the business you know, decisions we've made around innovation that we will pursue despite all of the odds being against it and innovation that we wouldn't pursue because despite the fact that it seemed like to be commercially obvious, but actually was inconsistent with uh, our company mission and our company purpose. So I really do think bravery is really important, but it is what do you do day to day and the decisions that you make that really is a test of whether you're a brave leader or not a brave leader. Well, you certainly are a brave leader and as somebody who's known you for quite some time and has long admired you from afar and from up close, I think you're brave in doing a lot of things. And I agree with you that the software dipping company has been a brave company for quite some time. I love how you referenced the fact that your products are actually made in the US. That has a lot of fabulous implications in and of itself. And I'm glad you're a US citizen along with <laughs> me and Rachel. Glad you're one of us. Thank you very much for dropping some knowledge with us today, not just with the Brave Commerce community, but with the Adby Commerce Week community as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming centre stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.